All right, guys, what is going on? Welcome back to another podcast on the self flipping developed podcast. How are you doing? I would say comment below where you're from, but we can't do that. So just in your prayers, let me know where are you freaking from? Anyways, guys, with that said, if you guys are new to this podcast, I record them once a week, every Sunday, we're aiming for about an hour long and they're Q and A's that simple guys. All right. Raw, uncut Q and A's answering your questions in depth at becoming self-developed, right guys, health relationships and finding your passions and turning it into a business. With that said, guys, let's get it going. Let me pull up the questions because I have not read them. <laughs> I literally, like like I said, the guys, they're raw and uncut. So let me pull them up right now. Ba, 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 here we are. All right. How many did we get? Oh, wow. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Let's see if the vocal gods are with me today. It is 513. So let's see 613. Oh, but you guys know we got the green tea. Hold up. We good to go, baby. Question one. Is consumer, let me just, there we go. Is consumerism slash materialism bad? So spending money you've earned. What a great question. Okay, so many, so many people. And by the way, my girlfriend's in the other room, so maybe she's hearing some of this. That shouldn't affect anything, but just letting you know. Don't thought I'd throw it out there. It's Valentine's Day, guys. So what up? Um, great question. So is consumerism or spending your money bad? Let me read it. Is consumerism, materialism bad, spending your money you've already earned? Great question. This is such a controversial topic. And again, I'm not a what do you want to call it? A financial advisor. So don't take my (laughs) advice too literally, but I'll give you my opinion. Um, I'm actually for spending money. And I, I think we live in, I think in our Western society, we're brainwashed into keeping and saving all our money for no reason. I think that's a scare tactic because I I think the elites and, and big, big heads know that if you actually spend your money and invest it into yourself, you grow, you become really unstoppable, right? So if you just save it and hold on to it, well then you, there, there's no way you're going to reap what you sow. Like what I'm saying is I'll, I'll relate it to a business standpoint or entrepreneurship standpoint. You, if I look at you as a beginning entrepreneur, if you are scared to invest any money in yourself, whether this is camera gears, new software, learning, et cetera, et cetera, then you'll be useless. You will be nothing, nobody. There is no threat where if I can see that you have the will and you take yourself serious enough to invest in yourself, right? Financially with gear, with new, whatever it is, you pose more of a threat because I realize you take yourself serious. So in my um, experience, Yes, spend all of your money. And now don't be stupid. There is there is a, how do I explain this, okay? <laughs> Save, I kind of, again, I'm not a financial expert by any means, so take this with a grain of salt, right? But I'll explain what I did with my entrepreneurship journey as I feel this is pretty important because a lot of you guys are here. So I, how do I explain this? Again, guys, it's tricky. Save enough to live, right? For your bills, living expense, phone bill, et cetera, et cetera. But no, how do I explain this? Honestly, guys, it's very intuitive and it's going to depend where you're at, right? Like, you know, when I was living at home compared to now, it's going to be different, right? Any money I pretty much got for the most part at home, one sec, any money I got for the most part when I was living at home, if I didn't have bills, I would invest back into myself. I was, and I believe a big reason I'm here now is because I was very okay living humbly, meaning I am not going to be going to movies. I'm not going to be going to dinners. I'm not going to be getting fancy anything. I'm going to be investing all this money back into camera gear, essentially camera gear, um, editing software is getting better at my craft. That's it. So I essentially had like no money to my name, but that's because I could rely on my family, my mother, right? Which I'm not saying is, you know, necessarily always the best thing to do. But at the time it was fantastic. I didn't have really any bills to pay. So that's what I did. Where now with the condo, obviously things are a little bit different. They still haven't changed too much. In my mind, I have certain parameters in which I know, okay, this money's for condo, for rent, for yada, yada, have a safety net, have 
a certain sum of money that I don't want to go under. But anything above that, um, I'm not saying I spend it right away. It, guys, it's, it's hard to explain. It's very subconscious. But if I know I'm in a surplus of, let's say I made a lot of money this month and I know my living expenses are covered. Like I've made the amount that I need for my yada yada and there's an investment that feels right to make, I will be much more inclined to do it than uh, than not doing it, if that makes sense. But just at this exact moment, I actually haven't had too much inspiration to uh, invest in many things right now. Like I'm, I guess you could say I'm in a saving uh, phase right now, but this changes, guys. Like it changes, right? In the summertime, come that, I may be spending a lot. Like when I first got into the condo, I was spending tons on furniture, this, 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 which is upgrading my set. You guys may think that's not an investment. Of course, it's an investment. This condo is my filming setup. I want it to look nice. Of course, it's an investment, right? So to answer your question, yes, like invest in yourself, spend your money. Do not be frugal with that stuff, guys. If you're frugal, you, in my opinion, you're going, you're going to go nowhere because you're living in scarcity and fear. What you guys need to understand is that to make money, you got to spend money. My mic's falling. One sec. Like, let me repeat that. To make money, you have to spend money. I've spent thousands, tens of thousands of dollars into my craft, into myself to get to where I am. Don't think I just got here because I got lucky. No thousands of dollars into camera gear, this, lighting, equipment, softwares, editing. And again, it's gradual. I'm not saying you got to drop all this from the get-go, but as you gain money, right, invest. Don't be afraid. That's essentially what I'm saying, okay? Excuse me. That was a great first question because everyone has a different answer on that. Number two, how can I be a better friend or not get jealous of friend success? slash like I am happy for them. How can I be a better friend and not get jealous of people's success? Great question. My mic's falling again. One sec. All right. Fantastic question. Wow. What a good question. The way I like to look at it, because this is a very uh, popular theme, right? Like how do I not get jealous or envious of other people's success? I want you to view it like this. Okay. And this was always... Uh, again, I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal, but I was always pretty good at this because this all comes back to abundance mentality at the end of the day, right? So, and what I noticed is very few people did this to me. You can always tell, here's what I always say to my girlfriend and my friends, you can always tell, or I can tell someone's potential or level of success based on their willingness to congratulate others' success, right? Let that sink in. So I'll give you an example. If I post something on my story or Instagram that maybe is a milestone that I hit, I'm very cognizant and aware of the people close to me, or they don't even have to be that close, that give a congrats. And again, I'm not looking for a congrats, but I'm very aware of those people because I know those people will be successful. And a lot of times they are. Where the people who never reach out, they never congratulate you, yada, yada. Well, they, they live in scarcity. It's that simple, right? It's, it's all subconscious, guys. And, um, the reason they're not going to get anything is because, like I just said, they live in scarcity. They feel that by them congratulating you, that takes away from their level or potential level of success, which is bullshit. Bullshit. So when I was on the the upcome, right, I essentially didn't have any followers, no money, nothing, right? Even up to a year ago, I was always very, very keen and, and, and I, not to, again, not to put myself on a pedestal, but I feel I was one of the first people to, I'd always congratulate people is what I'm saying. With wherever they're at, whatever milestone, I'd be one of the first guys to tip my hat to them because I was in full abundance. I knew it was coming to me. Why would I be ashamed to congratulate your success when I know my success is right around the corner? In fact, what I believe is the more you congratulate people's successes, the more you're actually opening those metaphysical doors for yourself, right? I mean, think like, like who said this? 
it was like a preacher I saw. He was like, don't laugh at people's failures. Because when you laugh at people's failures, you're not opening a door to make the exact same failure yourself. And goddamn right, that is true. Any Anytime, mark my words, guys, anytime I've I've subconsciously or consciously kind of made fun of someone, thought, haha, look at you, like you're not getting a ton of views, or this is weird. And again, guys, a lot of times it's subconscious. Like I, I know I won't I won't lie. I notice <clears throat> I notice it happens to me. I literally open doors to do that. God's almost like you should have made fun of you should not have made fun of this person. This boom, it happens to you every time. And on the contrary, almost every time that I've congratulated someone, I said, you know what, your physique, not going to lie, bro, is incredible. Like, congrats, right? That, that's fucking awesome. Or, you know, fantastic, the amount of money you made or great podcast, like that video, the quality was, was tremendous, right? The more I do that, the more I'm literally and figuratively opening up doors for me to follow that exact same success. There's, there's fact to this, guys. There's truth to this. And I'm not going to break it down because I don't have a, I don't have a whole bunch of time. And I also, I would have to go pretty deep. And again, I'm not saying I know all of it, but it really just follows your embodiment. It's very metaphysical. It's very thought mm, program based. We'll, we'll leave it at that, right? When you congratulate someone else, you're focusing your attention on that success. And as you guys know what you focus on, it grows. It's that simple, right? Your reticular activating system or RAS picks up on these subconscious patterns, right? Again, I'm not going to go too into depth, but yes. So to answer your question, you said, oh, my Instagram canceled. Let me just... Give me one sec, guys. No, 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 no. Don't delete. <laughs> Don't delete. Let me pull you up. Um, come on. Where was it? Yeah. How can I be? But how can I not be jealous for friend success? Fill up your cup. Live in abundance mentality. Truly and deeply understand that all the success and whatever the fuck you want in life that inspires you will be yours. And if you can understand that, then bet, man, you're you're happy for everyone else. It's like the faster they move, the faster you move. It literally is a win-win, guys. And you have to understand this, okay? Um, next one. How do you balance humility and arrogance? Should you be more of one? What a great question. What a great question. How do you balance humility and arrogance? I'm going to break this down into soul versus ego. Soul and ego. We could say soul is humility, God, essence, spirit, and ego is flair. It's spice. It's a bit of, you know, bit of, a bit of arrogance, bit of, bit of fuck you guys, yada, yada. Um, I'm going to bring this actually to the Pareto principle. This is what's striking my interest. So the Pareto principle is the 80-20 rule. I want the majority of you guys to to, to keep 80% of the times humble, humility. Because what I've noticed in my own life and the lives of others is the more humble you are as your foundation and base, your 80%, the more you get shit done. And in, in its simplest forms, it kind of ties on what I just said beforehand. Being humble, <laughs> in fact, one of the most humbling things you can do is to congratulate, congratulate someone else. Because by doing that, you are acknowledging that at that time, they have reached something that maybe you haven't, right? Or even if you do have it, you're proud of them. That's why no one does it. No one congratulates because it it, it 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 humbles you. And a lot of people don't want to be humbled, right? They want to pretend like they have it all figured out. So live 80% of the times humbled, humility. Because it really isn't you guys at the end of the day. Uh, I heard a, a quote from Elliot Hulse. Um, it's like a light bulb, right? The light bulb is humble. A good, smart light bulb is humble because he understands that he's not the one lighting up the room. It's the electric current within him. You understand where the arrogant light bulb is thinking, yeah, give me all the credit. I'm the one who's lighting the room. It's not the, you know, the source within me. And it's like, that's bullshit. Like, no, someone flicked a switch. The source came through you and you're igniting, right? So live humbly because you will light up more rooms. I've noticed this in many, many scenarios. I've made videos on this, but then too, yes, still have a bit of arrogance and a little bit of flair because you're human. It's that simple. Guys, we live in a 3d human fleshy world. You can try to be as woke and esoteric as you want. And believe me, I, I, I get down this path too. And what I'm learning is you actually need to balance your ego. Your ego is not a bad thing. 
to most people, it is a horrible thing. It's bad because a lot of people are just dumb as fuck. No offense. Um, and they're just very unaware, very unconscious. Um, their life's on autopilot. Like most people <laughs> do not need more ego. Their entire life is based on their ego, right? But a lot of you guys are woke, right? We're becoming, you're understanding there's more to life than ego. You're, you're tapping into source, humility, God, you could say, your true self, right? What, whatever the fuck you want to call. You don't have to get too attached to a label. Um, yes, have a bit of ego because ego is actually what protects you, believe it or not. Ego is what allows you to set boundaries. You see, I actually need to work on my ego, to be honest, as crazy as that sounds. <laughs> my homework going into 2021, my shadow work is more boundary, more separation, which is ego, more ego, you could say, and um, dissonance, which I know sounds so backwards, right? And that's because I've done so much of the opposite for, for so many years. Um, so to answer your question, how do you balance it? The 80-20 rule. Fill up your cup with humility as your base, as your foundation. It serves its love to yourself and humanity, but there has to be separation. And you may say, David, well, how are you telling me to have even 20% of ego? Don't you want no ego? How does that benefit your life? One sec. Well, because guess what? Like I just said beforehand, the majority of society, they're dumb as rocks and they are full of ego. They, they have no humility whatsoever. They will walk all over you and abuse the shit out of you. Guaranteed. It's happened. It's happened to me. <laughs> will happen to me. Will happen to you guys. It's what happens. Right? So you need a certain level of ego to essentially barricade that, to block that because you deserve it. <laughs> it's that simple, right? An ego, guys, is kind of like your defense mechanism for our 3D fleshy world. You see, if we were all angels and all in heaven or the astral realm, 5D, whatever you want to call it, then we wouldn't need egos because we're fucking, we're all elevated, we're all woke, we're all happy, yada, yada, yada. But we don't. That's the problem. We're still in this 3D world, which means like reality, like, like, Shit happens here and there's nothing you or I can, like it just happens and you need to be able to protect yourself and by protecting yourself, it's having that certain level of ego, dissonance, separation. Look, I care for you and this is my biggest problem, right? It's like, you know, how can I set a boundary and get mad if I care for this person and I can see right through their pain? Well, look, okay, yes, see through their pain. But <laughs> that does not come at the expense of them causing you pain. Look, 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 I'll see through your pain and I'll help you, but I make sure I'm fucking good first and you don't attack me. You don't come at me because guess what? A lot of times that's what people will do, right? You ever heard um, someone bites the hand that's feeding them? That's what they do. They will bite your hand even though you're trying to help them because they're just so unconscious. They just don't know. They've been so abused through life that they're just so chaotic and neurotic. That's how they think. So you literally... Like a stray dog, yes, love them. This is a perfect example. Feed them, love them, right? Care for them, but you still need to protect yourself because they're a fucking stray dog at the end of the day and they don't know better and it can attack and we have to be okay with that. So that's a great question. This is something I've been really delving deep into as of late. You see, that's why I like this. I feel like all of our questions are just intertwined. So many times you guys are like, man, this came right at the right time. Well, it's the same thing for you guys too with me. Like, you know, you guys are asking questions right at the right time too because we're all synced up, guys. Next question. Excuse me. Let me just check how much storage I have so this audio file doesn't just poof out of nowhere. Oh yeah, we're good. All right. All right, 15 minutes. Let's go. Um, do you think semen retention for a long period of time can be, can be negative for a 16-year-old? Great question. So here's the thing, okay, guys, about semen retention that you need to remember, okay? A lot of people forget this. How do I explain this? You will still bust nuts, and a lot of times it comes in the form of wet dreams. So um, is semen retention negative? Like, some people in the context are like, don't do it. It's super bad for you. You know, you'll get this, 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 this. 
Um, I don't really agree with that because your body will release if it needs to. Do you understand? Like when I was on my 90 day hard mode experience, I still had a wet dream maybe like once every other week sometimes or so. So I was still technically ejaculating every other week. Now, was it, you know, again, like this is a very controversial topic in the NoFap community. Is that a relapse? Is it not? Did I lose my superpowers? You know, I still felt fucking high as a rock. Like I felt fucking fantastic. But what I'm saying is don't let that scare you. Like people keep forgetting that. They're like, man, I haven't nuttered in five months. That's bullshit. Yes, you have. You've had wet dreams. That still still is considered you busting it up because your body will override you. Your subconscious will override you. If it needs to release, it will. So is it negative? Like will it hurt you? I don't think so. But that being said, it's the context and why you're doing it, right? So I'll give you an example, right? Think of dieting, right? Cutting for losing body fat. Um, at a certain point, your body will revolt. If you continue to cut to, for your body to keep you alive, it will binge. This is known as just binge eating, right? I've been there. If you guys have uh, been on extreme diets before, it, it, it is very scary actually because it, it is so animalistic and it overrides you. If any of you guys have like woken up in the middle of the night and binged, and I mean like a true binge, it is, it's actually quite terrifying. It's almost as if you're possessed because that is pure animalistic primitive drive. Meaning I don't give a fuck about your rationale, about your logistics of why you're starving me. I'm going to fucking eat. It's the same thing with uh, wet dreams, <laughs> right? I don't give a fuck, you know, what your what the politics are and like why you're not going to fap or yada, yada. I'm busting a fucking nut because it's why I'm here. So to answer your question where well, I'm kind of going off on a tangent, um, more so don't worry, like your body will have you. If you really need to eat or shit or all these primitive things, you'll do it. Okay. Just because you guys are so woke and yada, yada, don't think you can override your body because you can't, you can't. And if you could, you wouldn't be alive. Your, these drives keep you alive. Try holding yourself underwater and not coming up for breath. You can't. And if you can, then there's something very wrong with you (laughs) or very, you know, you understand what I'm saying? You can't can't override your drives hold your breath let's see how long you can hold your breath right <gasps> you'll breathe your body's got you because it's primitive right um so to answer your question you said is it is it dangerous or is it bad well it's in the context of this okay like why are you doing it i think this is the biggest thing why i want and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna answer this for you but i want you to understand your why my why why i did hard mode 90 days is because my girlfriend and i were on a break we we just split for that time being and i didn't want to go back to fapping it was that simple i didn't want to go back to fapping and i didn't want to hook up with random chicks right and i knew i was in a situation where i could utilize all this power that i would gain from uh semen retention to put into my business i was in a situation where my back was against the wall and it's either i succeed or i fucking go to a job i hate and go to school for four years which i fucking hated i didn't i would never want to do so i had a very strong why it was a very strong what is your why if your why is strong go for it godspeed may the wind be at your back but if you're doing it for egotistical reasons just to see how long you can do it um hey man like you know good luck to you but i don't think that'll be a strong enough why when when the shit, shit hits the fan right next question how do you not feel overwhelmed with the amount of work you do in general what a great question yeah, a lot of you guys have been asking this, like, you know, David, like you do the podcast, six videos a week, three on self-develop, three on David Hammond, which fuck take <laughs> a long time. That's a full-time job in and of itself, right? There's filming, there's client calls, you know, you'll have the workshop here and there, like, it, you know, it, it can add up, right? You go on Instagram lives now. Um, to answer your question, guys, I'm going to give you a few ideas. Number one, to me, okay, I'm going to summarize it in this word, Dharma. 
my path. Guys, this is my path. I can do this shit in my sleep. That's number one. You got to understand that shit. When I record a podcast or I go on Instagram lives or have client calls or speak to groups of people or make videos, it's very easy for me because I can tap. It's just who I am. I know how to access it. Where for someone else, that may take three times as long because they have to script it and write it and think of the idea. For me, it's a freestyle. It's in me. I don't script any of these podcasts so I can do it on the fly. So that's number one. One sec. Um, number two, guys, I love it, which kind of comes back to the first thing, which is it's your dharma, right? I fucking love it. In fact, I was just telling my girlfriend, uh, today's technically my, today is my rest day, right? I don't work out today. Oh, and there's another thing too, six days a week at the gym. Like there's, there's quite a few things, right? Um, what was I saying? Uh, today's my rest day. And I told her I was almost, I almost feel uncomfortable or anxious because I don't know what to do. Like my routine of filming, of editing, of the gym, of, of the calls like, like that, just rhythmic routine Monday through Saturday is so ingrained within me that I, I don't like know who I am otherwise. So to answer your question in short, guys, it's my path. I love it. I'm very good at it. And it's that simple. It, it's that simple. So, so find your thing and you guys can all find this too. Like if you're really good at soccer and you're playing soccer, you're practicing every day for three hours and then driving up to here and on top of this, this, I'm going to be like, how the fuck do you do that? Well, it's like, yeah, that's not my path though. Like for me, that would be very hard because it's not organic, but for you, you do it in your sleep. You understand? So to answer your question, that's, um, it is a lot of work, objectively speaking, don't like, do not get that mistaken, but I love it. And it makes me feel complete when I don't do it. I actually get anxious. All right. Next one, dealing with loneliness and having little to no friends. Okay, uh, Elliot Hulse made a video on this and it was called loneliness versus aloneness. So you're just alone right now, okay? Um, so you have no friends, you're not gonna have friends. That's normal. When you're on your entrepreneurship journey, you're gonna have very little people to connect with. And in fact, that's a very good sign. The fact that you have essentially, let's bring that down. The fact that you have essentially no people to connect with goes to show that you're actually doing something with your life. Because if you can agree and play honky dory, fucking dance through the tulips with everybody, then you're doing nothing. Unless these all people are on your same path, right? Excuse me. You see, guys, mediocrity, which is the average amount of people, they all relate and they're all super happy with each other because they're not really achieving anything with their lives. They're all working nine to fives, jobs they hate, they're probably all overweight, their health is probably pretty shit, relationships are subpar, and you can relate. It's that simple. You can just relate with a lot of people. But when you're taking life by the balls and doing things that are not the most common, yes, you're going to be alone. Dude, how the fuck do you think I felt? I had no friends my entire life for the most part, especially when I really jumped on with the entrepreneurship stuff, self-development at 15. I had like two friends my entire life, three friends. I now have a couple of good friends now, but that shit does not come easy. But what I'm telling you guys is I would much, it's kind of like I would rather have one loony over 10 dimes, right? And that's what it is. You know, the friends I have now and the friends I have met on this entrepreneurship journey have been fantastic. They've been the best relationships I've ever had in my entire life, opposed to beforehand, just going with the flow. Again, mediocrity. I wouldn't even consider any of them friends. They were just fucking flings. You're just hanging out with each other because you're all miserable and misery loves company. It's not friends right? You guys are all like nitpicking each other, making fun. You're not friends. You're not friends. So to answer your question, good. It means you're making moves. You're doing something. Go alone because you need to reach the other side to then find your friends. It's like a zombie movie. Like what movie am I thinking of? Ah, what's the movie called? You guys ever seen, um, ah, what's it called? Not, it's with, uh, blindside, the girl with the, the actress. She's really hot. She's like a mom. Bullock, Sandra Bullock. I don't know, but it's, 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 what is it called? It's the movie where they have to wear blindfolds, 
right? And they can't take off their blindfolds. Otherwise, like a monster eats them, right? With like MGK. Adrian, what's that movie called? Anyways, it's called a movie. It, it, it's called a movie. It's a movie with like, I think it's Sandra Bullock. I think she's the actress. I actually want to search it up right now. Um, don't sleep. What's it called? Sandra. Is that her name? Bullock. I think this is the actress. I could be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sandra Bullock. And what's the movie called? Sandra Bullock. Horror movie. Bird Box. That's what it is. Yeah. It's Bird Box. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If, if any of you guys have ever seen Bird Box, they can't take off their, I'm not going to ruin it, but like they, you know, essentially they're alone, like the whole movie, just like going through the movie, fighting the bad guys, yada, yada, yada. Um, I don't want to ruin it, but like it's, <laughs> you got to go through that to find help is what I'm saying, or good guys, or people who are actually going to benefit you. You got to go through it alone before you find that. It's like a zombie movie, right? You think of uh, I Am Legend, right? He fights all this shit by himself his whole fucking life, and eventually, right near the end, things start possibly not going to ruin it, skip this, maybe looking upwards because there are other individuals out there, but that's only because he went through it himself. You think of any you know, zombie movie or horror movie, right? Or monster movie, right? It's like eventually they find, oh God, you guys are out here too. We have more hope, right? So yeah, you're just fucking up zombies right now, bro. <laughs> um, next one. What to do if you feel left out on, <laughs> what to do if you feel left out on Valentine's Day? Um, again, bro, no stress. Like I've been single pretty much my entire life. I had Adrian, the girl I'm with now is pretty much my only real relationship. I had a few beforehand in the past that were like a few months long, but uh, I wouldn't consider them real relationships. What to do if you're single? Uh, just the same shit you do any other day. Doesn't matter, man. Keep building yourself. Keep working on yourself because the girl, the right relationship is out there and she'll come and she'll be there to help you and you'll be good. So yeah, don't even stress, bro. Um, what to do if the downs I am having affect me really bad? So essentially depression. What to do if I'm depressed? One sec. Wow, my voice is starting to get shot, guys. Oh, damn it. And I'm only at 25 minutes. How the fuck did I do this for an hour last time? Holy crap, I'm getting tired. Oh, wow. You know what? Maybe, maybe, you know what? Let me take a break for like 10. Yeah, guys, I'm going to take an intermission. Let me do that, okay? I'm going to take an intermission for like 10 minutes and I'm going to come back full force, all right? That way, it's a win-win. I get to speak more. You guys get more content. BRB. And all right, guys, we are back. Intermission is complete, baby. Believe it or not, you guys, it's only been around a few seconds for you, but for me, it's been like an hour and a half. I needed a good relaxation, took a nap. We got a fresh tea, and we are good to answer your questions. We actually ordered sushi, the girlfriend and I, so we're going to be picking that up right after this podcast. Looking forward to it, and then watching a nice Disney movie, guys. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying your Valentine's Day. Um, again, I know a question was what to do if you're single. That's fine. Enjoying it doesn't have to be with a girlfriend, you know. Hey, man, if that means going out, getting a burrito, and watching some good movies or grinding on your business or i mean really whatever guys whatever you find enjoyable to you all right because again i told you my some of my favorite days are my work days right i feel kind of off and weird when i'm on a rest day but today is nice anyways let's get straight back to the question guys all right so next one um it was what to do if the downs i'm having are really bad action you guys know that i've made podcasts about this in the future our emotion kind of like just what i said right where like some of my best days are are my monday through saturday which i'm going to the gym uh every day filming editing etc etc because excuse me 
I don't even really have time to think. You see, I think a big reason why we get down or I get down on these quote unquote rest days is because I actually have time to think, right? Our emotion follows our motion. And if my motion is continuous, continuous doing action, right? Regardless of the feeling, then, um, then, then, then you feel good. Essentially is what I'm saying, right? The emotion that will follow is productivity is accomplishment is let's go. doesn't matter. My external surroundings doesn't matter if I'm a little anxious. I'm this doesn't matter because I'm continuously taking action. So to answer your question, um, what to do if the downs are having an effect on me. So depression, I would argue that you're not taking um, as much action. And guys, I understand, like, I'm not saying be stupid and, you know, just try to, I don't know, like if you're depressed, I'm not saying go run 10K or anything drastic. This could be as simple as meditating, doing some light yoga and making your bed. I am telling you guys, and like, I was really thinking about it. Let me just bring up the volume bit. Um, I was really thinking about this morning, you know, I was kind of the same thing, right? It was Sunday. I'm kind of like groggy. I'm like, you know, what do I do today? Literally me just meditating, doing a little bit of light yoga and then making my bed. I felt so good. And that's why you guys see all these productivity videos and they all say, <laughs> make your bed. And there's a reason for this guys. And the, the psychological reason, I'm not even sure if these guys know why is because your emotion follows your motion. You understand? So by just making your bed, you feel 10%, 10% ahead of the game. And that 10% carries over to 20, 30, 40, 50. It really is that snowball effect. And I, 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 you know, I really can't express how important that is. All right. So my bro, just begin taking small action and allow that to build. Cause again, your emotion follows your motion. All right. Next question. How to deal with people not reciprocating the energy you give out? Fantastic question. I actually made a video on this or I, I spoke about this on a recent uh, Q&A, a live I did on Instagram, which you guys should be tuning in. A lot of you are, but check them out there because they're, um, they're fantastic. I really enjoy doing them with you guys. Um, so essentially the person's not reciprocating the energy. I'm not going to go too into depth because you can follow that Instagram. But what I said was, uh, and this is where Instagram is nice because you can actually, I can make diagrams. You guys can see it right over video. Um, you have a circle. You have a very close circle. These are immediate, let's say friends, family, and it's very small, right? Maybe a couple friends, a girlfriend, and uh, a business partner, you could say, right? Now, if these individuals are in that small circle, then yes, you both need to be reciprocating energy. That's the entire reason you're in their circle and they're in your circle. It's a subconscious and conscious agreement of helping each other. That's what all relationships are for, business partners. It, it does not matter. It's a reciprocated exchange of energy, correct? Now, what you must do if this person's in your circle is express, let them know, hey, you know, I feel that there is not being this equal reciprocation or B, if that doesn't work out, then they go back out. They're essentially kicked out of your, your little circle. And that's not a bad thing. What, guys, what we need to understand is that, you know, like I always say to you guys as clients, relationships are passive. They will come and go organically. If you guys are trying to chase greatness and build yourself up as men in particular, or just individuals, it's to focus on your pillars, right? Chasing greatness in your physical health, your wellness, your spirituality, your career, your passion, your business. Those are masculine traits that you can control. We could say there's three pillars in life. There's um, fitness, right? Business and woman for just a very summed up, right? But fitness, health, well-being, spirituality, um, business, career, passion, and, um, and, and woman, you as a man focus on the first two pillars and the latter comes. So if, if what you guys need to understand is like the people that are in my life now have not always been there my whole life. You understand? 
And I've had tons of business partners and friends in the past that were fantastic and they're no longer my life now. That's okay. Life is cyclical. Relationships come and go. So to answer your question, either A, express to them, hey, I feel we're not equally reciprocating energy. But to be honest, I've never had to do that. Like if someone's in your close social circle, the energy will naturally be reciprocated both ways. It's very organic like it should be. It's passive. Relationships are passive. And if it's not, if it naturally starts to die out, then they, then let them leave out of the social circle and vice versa. <laughs> you guys need to understand that just because someone's in your life now does not mean they're always supposed to, right? If, if Osho said this, if you love a flower, don't pick it, just appreciate it, right? Because by picking it, you kill it. Anyways, give me one sec, guys. I'm going to turn off my fridge. It is a little bit loud. All right, and we are back again. Fridge is off. Voice crack. All right, guys, so hope that hopefully that answered that question. Great questions, guys, as always. Next one, are women worth being just friends with? Great question. I have answered this many times beforehand on YouTube. You know, um, I drew a lot of inspiration from this through many resources. Elliot Hulse was big and my own understanding of femininity and uh, masculinity, the dynamics. So the question was, are women worth being just friends with? Um, to answer this, I'm going to say more times than likely, no. And it was funny because Russ, the artist, you guys know I really like him, his music, he put up his story. He got a questionnaire too. It was like something along the lines of like the same thing. He's like, Can, is it okay to have a non-sexual relationship with someone you like? And Russ was like, do you mean like my relationship with Uber Eats or some shit like that? Which was, I found hilarious. because That's essentially what it is. He's like, look guys, you know, when it can work is if it's for business, right? This is where it can work because Uber Eats has an example. It's for business, right? You deliver the food, I pay you money. Bet it is what it is. But I think it was, yeah, can I have a romantic relationship without sex, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and again, there's context to this, guys, right? I'm not telling you to be a man whore, to be promiscuous. You know, I'm against doing that. But um, to answer your question, to just be friends with a girl, I'm going to say more likely than not, no, only because I know where the majority of men are at. And that's not what you want. So you're lying to yourself and you're lying to her, which causes resentment. It causes um, passive aggressiveness. It's not good. It's not ideal for anybody. So I'm going to say no. Where it can work, this quote unquote friendship is if you guys are, again, like I said, helping each other in business. So she is maybe your accountant, right? Or she is your social media manager, right? Think of how to be. She has Bethany as uh, she helps with managing Edge and things like that, the clothing. this is She's the one who actually I email um, when I'm getting cloth, clothing, right? So yes, it can work, absolutely. But it's all in context. It's all in context. And from the context of the, of the majority of men, you're not there yet. <laughs> and, and, and you don't need to. You understand? Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. You're wasting her time. And the most important thing and the biggest reason why I'm against it is because you're not being honest with yourself. Right, guys? Let me uh, let me just drink this tea. One sec. You see, guys, look. At the end of the day, there's really no right or wrong. Whether you want to be in a relationship, whether you want to be single, whether you want to be... Again, I'm not really for promiscuity at all, but whether you want to hook up with a ton of girls or no girls, what it really just comes down to at the end of the day is being honest and genuine with yourself, right? And the reason promiscuity usually doesn't work is because it's actually not being honest with yourself. What I've found in my life and the lives of many other men is a lot of men don't want to be man whores. They really don't. They don't get a kick out of it, but they're doing it subconsciously or consciously to prove their worth, their quote unquote worth and value to others. How many times in high school have you guys had people say, you know, oh, I've slept with X amount of girls, so I feel better, right? And the reality is, is if that's how you're judging your value system, then you're fucked. And that's terrifying because you're at the whim of their will, right? I've made it very clear to you guys that I've slept with less than five girls my entire life. And um, I'm so fucking thankful and grateful that um, that was the case. My girlfriend's in the other room, so maybe she heard that. 
I think she knows that, but I'm so grateful because I understood that I never placed my worth in someone else's flesh. <laughs> like never. Like that is so stupid and asinine. Like it just it does not make sense. Right? So hopefully that can answer your question. I, I know I touched on a bunch of things, but um yeah, I wouldn't be just friends unless that's your purpose, right? And if that's what you truly want, which is probably not the case, but if it is, then bro, may the wind be at your back. Next one. Is being a ladies man, aka being popular with ladies worth it? Again, I kind of answered this uh subliminally well, again it, it, it's the context and the sentiment from which it proceeds from right so if you're deriving your sense of self-worth from these quote-unquote being a ladies man well then well then no because it's at the whim of their will that's like essentially saying like you know like it am i cool if i'm an alcohol man <laughs> that's essentially what it sounds like you need to understand guys that women um material matter mother the it's all femininity is all pleasure and it's myriad of forms Drugs, alcohol, woman. Why, what are the three things rappers rap about? Drugs, alcohol, and woman. What do, why do you think? Because they're all material. Mother, matter, feminine, right? They're pleasure. They come and they go. It's not solidified. You see, masculinity is solid. It's purposeful. It doesn't leave. You understand weightlifting, spirituality, improving mental health, physical health, business, career. These are very masculine objectives because they'll never leave you. Never, 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 never. Sure, you'll, you know, you'll be motivated some days and you won't other, but they'll never leave, right? Where on the other hand, you can't control if a woman can be in your life. And drugs and alcohol, you may think you can control that. What is that going to do for you though, right? Really, it's just controlling you, you understand? So um, what was the question? You said, should you be a ladies man, right? Is being a ladies man, aka popular with girls worth it? Again, it comes back to your sentiment, right? So there was a time in my life, I'm going to explain this to you guys and put on my glasses and drink a bit more tea it's good you see there was a time in my life when i was around uh 13 years old right so grade seven grade eight where my objective my masculine objective at that time right and it was fueled a little bit by fear and insecurity definitely so you know I'll be honest, but it was to be as quote unquote popular as I could. And this, you know, why? Because I thought it was cool. It was the first time grade eight where you could get out, you could talk to other schools. Imagine it's like the first time going to high school, right? It's like, whoa, there are other people out there, other individuals. It's like you're opening yourself to the ocean. It's like you lived in a pond your whole life and now all of a sudden, you know, you realize there's more, right? So I wanted, my objective was to know literally as many people as I could. And I accomplished that objective. I could objectively say that I was one of the most, if not the most popular dude my age at that time frame and if you ask anyone around me at that time they can attest right so to answer your question that was my objective so understanding and being quote-unquote popular and a ladies man at that time that was my purpose that's what i wanted to do and i achieved it but just be careful that it's coming from a solid place like you got to be good on your own and guess what part of it it was not coming from a solid place i would say i would say it was around like 50 50 or maybe like 60 percent solid 40 percent not where there was insecurity there was this lack this like you know i'm not worthy if i don't have all these people texting me and all these people messaging and saying hey and you know saying hi at a party yada yada so if it's coming out of lack then again it's not strong it's not strong it's a weak place to come from because you know, again i'm at the whim of their will it's really it's really that simple right 
Um, next one. Is it optimal to have breakfast every morning or to often skip it for the purpose of fasting? Great question. Again, again, guys, you're going to notice all of my answers are almost the same. It's the context and the sentiment from which you're proceeding from. You understand? So as an example, if you're trying to gain weight, well, then the most optimal way to gain weight would probably be to include breakfast to eat every few hours. So fasting in your case would be counterproductive, where on the other hand, maybe your objective at that time is to go on a fat loss phase. Maybe it's to increase mental clarity and, you know, testosterone growth hormone. Then sure, intermittent fasting could be for you. But why are you doing it? Are you doing it out of love, curiosity, passion, and purpose to enhance yourself? Or are you doing it because it's the next cool fad? You understand? Right? One is out of love and purpose. The other is out of scarcity and fear. Right. So what do you feel inspired to do? If you feel inspired to do it, then go for it. Give it a shot. I would encourage it. It's been a massive um, uh, proponent of my life, right? For lack of better terms, it's been such a pillar of my life. Even when times, there was a time where I took a couple weeks off of fasting, I came right back to it because I realized how just important it was for me. But I'm not, do- and, and here's the thing, guys, right? Here's kind of like the test to know whether you're doing it for yourself or not. Do you tell people, right? Because there are so many people who jump on diets and this and that and that and everybody has to know and if everyone has to know then it's probably not for the right reason in fact i don't go like no one knows i fast the only time someone would know i fast is if they're saying hey do you want to come over for breakfast and i and to be honest i try to avoid the topic altogether i'm just like oh you know it's all right no worries and if they keep digging i tell them like well it's because i actually don't eat i fast and they're like oh okay that's a little strange like how come and i'll, I'll explain right because i don't need other people to know i'm doing it out of purpose curiosity passion and betterment you could say right? It's kind of like, uh, you know, your, your, your views on, I mean, you know, you can, anyways, you can go down, do something as it benefits you essentially is what I'm saying. Okay. Next one. Um, my boy, Isan, how do you stop having expectations and let go of attachment? Fantastic question as always guys. Um, so how do you stop having a, t- um, attach or expectations and let go of attachment? Man, great, great question. This is not an easy thing. You see, look, guys, at the end of the day, we as human beings, it's human nature to be attached, right? To be let down at times. It is. It just is. So I believe it's a balance. You see, a lot of gurus are going to tell you to, uh, you know, especially in the law of attraction community, and I've said this before, and like, let go of all attachments, expectations, da, da, da. But that's kind of bullshit at the end of the day, because it's like, I'm working this hard to achieve certain goals. I expect to achieve it. If I didn't expect to achieve it, then I wouldn't be doing it. You understand? But there's a balance where if I expect too much, I am too... Uh, you could say fixated on that, right? Almost constipatedly so, right? Just holding on so much, like it has to be this way. It, it has to look this way. It has to feel this way. It has to be this exact number. Well, now you're causing difficulty, discrepancy, right? Think of it like, uh, kind of think of it like the seasons, right? If you know as a plant, right, you've, you've put in your work, you're putting in your work, you're like a farmer, right? You're putting in your work, you're sowing, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're digging out the roots, putting them in, nurturing them, giving them the soil, the water, the love, the sunshine, et cetera, et cetera. You've done your part. The rest of it is now up to life. God, you could say, right? So look, are insects going to come eat it? Not really up to your control after a certain point. Is it going to sun? Is it going to rain? Not really up to your control, right? Is a blizzard and a storm going to come completely killing all the crops? Not really up to your control. So I think if we can balance this, you really begin to live a good life. So yes, have your expectations. One sec. Have your expectations go as far as you can control. You know, I like it's like you don't plant a sunflower 
and expect a rose. Like, no shit, you have expectations for it to be a sunflower. So for people to tell you to have no expectations is almost idiotic. But I believe it's in the way in which the sunflower proceeds, right? So I plant the sunflower. I do what I can with my expectations of, I want it to be a good sunflower. The rest, you let go. You understand? So I always say, don't play God, right? Everybody says, don't play God. Play yourself, don't play God. And man, this is easier said than done because we all want to play God. We want to know everything. I want to know everything. It's human nature, like I just said. But that's the tricky part. It's an understanding. I'm just going to, and it's a little bonus tip for you guys, something that can really help you tangibly, is focusing on the task you have just at hand. Right. I've really noticed this helps, meaning I, you know, I have the grand vision of, you know, success, a general gist. I understand that life's going to control it and help me get there, but I have a general gist of where I want to go, but I'm just going to focus on what I'm doing right now. So I'm just going to focus on making this podcast the best podcast I can, right? Drinking this tea in front of me, going to sushi right after this. It's just what's, in fact, I'm not even thinking about sushi or anything. It's just this one podcast. That's the only thing you should be. I don't care about my video tomorrow. I don't care about the fucking, you tell me what next. It doesn't matter. Does not matter, right? Focus on this right now. And if you can do that, I believe the next thing or life itself will unravel in much more productive ways. All right. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry, guys. Wrong hole. (coughs) Right. But I mean. A good analogy of this too is like, I don't know what the next question is. I take it question by question. It's a perfect way, right? And that's why I believe these podcasts are so lax. They're so flow because I'm not too concerned with what's the next question. The next question comes when the next question comes. Let go of the attachment of the questions. Trust, focus on this question. And by focusing on this question the best you can, you trust the next question will follow thereafter, right? Next question. What's your take on feminism? Do you support it? I see. I had, I had no clue that would be that. I had absolutely no fucking clue. Not a not a clue. Right. Uh, what's your take on feminism? Do you support it? Okay. Great. So honestly, guys, everything at the end of the day has two sides of a coin, right? And I think a lot of times, especially in the manosphere that I'm in, we forget about this. We're so quick to judge something as black and white, where you know, women are all evil and bad, or I don't know, nine to fives are all bad or the left is all bad. Like we're very black and white, especially men, right? This is how men uh, sometimes are. We're very callous. Like we're just one-sided, right? It's all gray. It's all gray, right? Now I'm not going to go into the politics of uh, feminism, you know, how the conspiracy is about it, et cetera, et cetera. But essentially guys, you need to look at it from both sides of the coin. I kind of think of it like this. Think of it like a cake, right? It's like, maybe a cake wasn't the best example take what you can which is good and leave the bad to (laughs) essentially leave the bad right so what can you take from it what can be the gold from it extract that and leave the rest right extract the beauty from both the left side and the right side or you could say the head side of the coin and the tail side extract the beauty of both and leave the rest Right. So when people, right, on on the flip end, they get too attached to one side, well now you're neglecting all the beauty of the other side. And by doing that, you've essentially you're at the womb of its will. You you're not complete. You could be so much more maximized, saturated with the benefits, but instead you're choosing to hold so dogmatically to one area that you're weak. It's it's that simple. So people who are quote unquote feminists, right? Well, in context, yes, you've taken beauty out of empowerment and and really enhancing life to your best of your abilities. Excuse me, but you're shitting on so many of the other negative aspe- uh, aspects, which simply is just because of negligence. They're just they're just not aware, and understandably so. The same thing with me. Like I'm not saying I'm, I know everything. Absolutely not. 
right? So do I support it? Well, it depends. Yes, I support certain aspects of it as far as um, am I am I for, and again, again I'm not going to go into the politics, but am I for like men abusing wives and, and, and things like this, even though, you know, I... Again, I'm not going to go too into depth in this. Am I, am I for that? No, of course I'm not for that, man. Yes, woman, you should do, do what you want. Speak up, like like live well. Like you shouldn't have to be afraid of what you're going to say to your your boyfriend or et cetera. Yes, I'm for that. But um, because our world in the West likes to go so far to one side, right, which is what happens, um, we've all gone left. We've all gone, everyone's a feminist, everybody, right? And we've seen the repercussions from that. And some of the repercussions are now, ab- <laughs> it's almost backwards, like abuse to men. Where men are confused with what they should do. Can I say hi? Can I not say hi? Is this considered rape? Is it not? Can like like what am I allowed to do? Right? So we've taken benefits too far from only one side of the coin. So now what we're doing is we're coming back to the middle ground, right? We're understanding the benefits that we got from this extreme, from feminism, right? But now we're realizing other benefits from maybe a more uh, moderate approach, right? And from that, again, guys, you're able to extract the best of both worlds because that's really where it lies at the end of the day. You know, I wish I could give you guys an, 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 an absolute as far as black or white or left and right, but the reality is, is very rarely is that the case, Right, the majority of us are somewhere in the middle, and, and one of my favorite quotes from the Buddha is the middle path, the middle way. <laughs> Don't choose extremes; it's the middle path. And to be honest, guys, it really fucking is, you know. And anytime you do an extreme, if you really break it down, like no fap hard mode for three months, so that's that's pretty fucking extreme, if you ask me. It's to ultimately come back to the middle path, right? So I'm doing classic mode still have sex with my girlfriend, but I don't fap. But sometimes in order to find a productive middle path for you, you have to go to these extremes. Sometimes you got to do a men's physique competition to realize what your middle path is for you in fitness. You understand? So yes, I am all for it, man. And in fact, I love going to extremes and I love when the world, we do go to extremes. You think of COVID, things like this. That was a massive extreme. The amount of millions of people that lost their jobs, et cetera, et cetera. But you have to understand this, right? That's how we now find our new equilibrium, our new homeostasis. You understand? Our new acclimation. It's like the gym. You fucking tear down your muscle fibers in the gym, but then they build back up to their new homeostasis. They're able to um, essentially lift this new load, right? And that's now the normal. It's like if I ask you how much do you bench, you say 135. Well, I guarantee you when you first started benching, that was not a normal for you. That was an extreme, correct? But now it's a normal. Do you understand? This is how our society evolves and ebbs and flows. So I'm, I'm touching on a bunch of things here, but um, am I for it? Sure. In the sense of we learn and we come back to the middle at an even higher equilibrium. I think that's a, I think that's a damn good answer if, if you understood that. Um, see how guys I answer questions? I answer them very like stoically and methodically in that realm anyways guys with that said i actually have to go pick up sushi now with my girlfriend so i'm gonna pause this i'm gonna eat the sushi guys maybe chill it for a little bit and then get back to this podcast i mean you guys are only gonna wait a couple seconds but uh yes don't worry we're still gonna crank this and answer your guys questions let's take a little two second intermission break all right, and we are back, guys. Let's get it going. This is the last, or that was the last intermission. Picked up the sushi. It is secured, chilling in the fridge. So if you guys hear a slight humming in the background with the fridge, I don't think you will, but that's because I need the fridge on this time. Uh, it is holding the sushi. All right, guys, so let's get back to it. Next question. This is a good one. How to have a fire under the ass for things that are more mundane, uh, such as studying? What a great question. So I'm going to answer this from a kind of a different perspective. All right. I'm going to give you two answers. I'm going to give you the answer that's more practical and the answer that you probably don't want to hear, but is what's really going to help. So number one, essentially, it's kind of like this. Okay. 
how to have a fire under your ass for things that are more mundane, such as studying. More or less, you, how do I explain this? Okay. There are certain, hmm, you don't really want to study because it's not what you really want to do. It's that simple. So psychologically, there's going to be no motivation, right? So, I mean, you can force yourself to do it as much as you can, and that's kind of what you're going to need to do. But what I would say at the end of the day is make sure you choose things that you enjoy. You see, the majority of us guys, we're beasts of burdens, which is essentially we're good boys and little girls doing things just because we think we need to. Does that make sense? So you were in school because you thought that's what you need to do. It turns out, and again, I'm not saying this is you, but more than likely, like most people, you hate it. You hate class, you hate studying, you hate everything. Well, it's like, yeah, because it was never your decision that you made for yourself. You just jumped into it because you thought it's what you were supposed to do. So number one, what I would say is don't do things just because you think you're supposed to do it, right? And if you don't like it, well, like whoop-de-doo, like what did you expect, right? So that would be the first thing I would say. But number two, let's just say maybe you do like it and there are just certain things in life with myself and you guys that you're not always going to enjoy, right? Being an entrepreneur, even doing things you so-called love to do, there will be times where you don't really want to do it. Even though it's very rare, it's very, very rare. Objectively looking at my life the past like seven years, I've almost enjoyed all of it. It's been an extreme amount of work, but I've enjoyed pretty much all of it because it was what I wanted to do. No one told me I had to do this, right? So that would be the first pill I want to like give you. That's the harsh pill, but that's Number one, all right? But number two, it is to think in the macro term, right? So if you're going through a, let's say as this is an example, right? I enjoy what I do, but there are times in life where I don't, like I'm not having a good time, right? There are stressors, situations, et cetera, et cetera, that I, you know, I just don't like. You got to think in the macro term. And in fact, I'm actually going to make a, a video on this very soon. Think of your life like a movie, okay? And in a movie, you're the main character. There are challenges, there are obstacles, but all those obstacles are fleeting. You know, in the movie, you know, he doesn't experience that one challenge the whole movie. Very rarely. It's the one challenge he gets over and then it's another challenge and another challenge and another challenge. And then like the big challenge, right? So if you can think of it like that as studying or these little things as just little challenges for the overall macro hero's journey, then it doesn't phase you as much, right? When I have some rough weeks, right? But I can think of it in the macro term. I think of it as just a fleeting challenge there to grow me stronger. Then you don't get too attached to it. And because you're not too attached to it, you do it because you realize it's just fleeting. I might as well just fucking do it. It's not going to be here forever, right? Just made some more tea. It's probably a little too hot to drink right now. So yes, um, think in the macro term. All right, so let's say you're studying to become a doctor, whatever it is. Okay, great. If this is what you wanted to do, think of the overall goal, what you're going to achieve from that. So yes, in the moment it sucks, but doing well on your tests and then getting the job, great, right? I can hardly say that with a straight face because school has become such, eh, like, you don't, anyways, it is what it is, bro, but no one wants to do it because it's, you didn't, very rarely did you choose that because you wanted to do that. You chose that because that's what mommy, daddy, and society wanted you to do. So it's like, no wonder people fucking hate it. It's like, well, what the fuck did you expect? It's like me telling you to eat shit because it's what you should do. You eat it and it tastes like crap. It's like, like, what did you expect? Anyways, next one. How to conquer extreme procrastination. I'm 19 and having problems with this for three years. Exactly same thing I just said in the last question procrastination, no motivation. A lot of this shit, guys, is because you're doing things that you think you need to do that you don't really want to do. So I'll give you an example with the gym, right? Hopefully you guys can't hear that fridge behind us. Anyways, we'll keep going. With the gym, guys, there are times where I get physically, neurologically, psychologically burnt out, right? I've taxed myself too hard. My motivation is no bueno. There's no motivation to lift because psychologically, I don't want to do this. My body is fatigued. In that sense, take a break, relax, do something else. I kind of lost my train of thought what I was answering this. <laughs> um, or was it? How to con- conquer extreme procrastination. Yeah. 
So there is a strong impetus to stop training because I'm psychologically, neuromuscularly fatigued. If I keep going, I'll burn out and I'll injure myself. This is how I tore my pec about a year ago, right? That's a strong stimulus, impetus to not do it. Now, with procrastination, there is no impetus. There is no stimulus, right? And because there's no stimulus, you procrastinate, right? So as an example, essentially what I'm saying, and this kind of comes back to the first thing, is either A, do things that actually excite you or have a strong enough stimulus, have a strong enough fire under your ass. So the fire under my ass with training was, you know, on the one hand, you know, I'm, if I keep going in a burnout, okay, that's a pretty strong stimulus. I'm, I'm going to relax, right? Or on the other hand, it's you're fucking obese and you're fat and you got to do this for your business and yada, yada, yada. Okay, I'm kind of, I'm kind of touching on a bunch of things. I'm getting ungrounded. <laughs> You're dealing with procrastination or no motivation because there's no pull. There's no gravitational pull in either way. So in the, the, the goal way where you actually enjoy this, you see it objectively in the macro term of what you're going to achieve. It doesn't excite you. It doesn't draw you. It doesn't pull you. And on the other hand, there's no fire under your ass behind you. You need to create both. So for me, I have the, the pulls. I love doing this. I love the podcast. I love the videos. I, I love the just the inclination of where it's going. It, it, I enjoy it. It excites me. That in and of itself pulls me out of bed, but that is not enough because I can, if that, if that was like it in and of itself, then I'd procrastinate because I'd be like, oh, you know, who cares? Like, you know, I'll just get the video when I get it out. No, the fire under my ass here has been the schedule I created, right? With, and I'll tell you what the real fire under my ass is. The real fire under my ass is my condo. <laughs> if I don't do this, I don't fucking eat. If I don't do this and I go broke, that's my fault, Right? I got to move back home and I can't. I've signed a year lease. You can't just uh, ditch. You can't. So like I'm chained to this, <laughs> right? So that's been my fire. There's a very strong fire into my ass. And because of that, I've now created certain disciplines and schedules. Three videos a week for self-develop, three videos a week for David Hammond, podcast every Sunday and going live as of right now, working out Monday through Saturday, right? So create both. Either A, create a stronger lure, a stronger pull, a stronger pot of gold, which is really just going back to the first thing of doing things that excite you and do things that you want to do opposed to what society wants you to do. Because if a society wants you to do it, then there's no pull because you don't want to do it. So in and of itself, you're fucked. Like you really are. So I would just say quit and do, do something else. Like I don't even want to tell, I don't even want to brainwash you to say, keep doing it and just suck it up. Cause it's like, no, you fucking hate it. Then don't do it. Like, is that so I went to school. I was, I was in this situation. I've been in this boat. I was in school for a month and I dropped out cause I said, fuck this. It's not for me. I don't like it. I feel I can learn way faster. And I learned what they were teaching me in about two hours. And it took them about three weeks, right? Cause I found out how I learned. And I did this shit that excited me. Anyways, that's not here or there. So create a stronger lure, pot of gold, or stronger fire under your asses. A lot of you guys, and again, I say this to myself, you have it too comfortable. And if you have it too comfortable, then you're not going to make any moves. Create fires under your asses. I cannot explain that. So when you guys have enough money, move out. This is actually why I say invest in yourself. One of the questions at the beginning was, David, should I spend money? Yes, spend your money because now you've created a fire under your ass. Guess what, buddy? You don't go to the gym. You just wasted 600 bucks for your membership for the year, Right? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling unmotivated to do my side hustle. Invest a thousand dollars into it. I guarantee you, <laughs> you'll be a bit more motivated to keep it going. Oh, David, I don't want to eat healthy. Drop 300 bucks on healthy groceries, right? You see fire under your asses. But if you guys are getting everything spoon fed to you, then why would you? You won't. You won't. And this is what the whole hero's journey is about. It's not about what you get. It's not about what you do. It's about who you become, right? You understand? That's also why I'm against doing what your parents want you to do because you never really will hustle them because if your parents want you to do it, they'll keep supporting it and cushioning you to do it, 
right? And you become a lazy fat fuck because you've never actually done what you wanted to do. So you create no discipline, no motivation. And look what happens. All these people are fat, lazy, they're unmotivated. They have no clue what the fuck they want to do. They're depressed in life. And they fap off and they just party all day long and they're addicted to drugs and alcohol. That's, that's, that is baseline people. That's mediocrity. That's normal. That's not, that is not uncommon. That's normal, which is really sad to hear. Right. Anyways, nor here or there. Sorry if I seem a little heated, guys. Little implication getting sushi. Not sushi's fault. Anyways, um, it's been going on and off and it's getting worse. Motivational videos don't help anymore. Yeah. So this is the same question he's going off. He said, it's been getting worse. Uh, motivational videos don't help anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's touch it on a different aspect. Okay. Um, I've actually said this already before. It's action. Okay. At the end of the day, guys, your emotion follows your emotion. Right. So if you're taking action, the reason I'm always fucking, mo- dude, I'm as motivated now for the most part. In fact, I might even be more motivated now than I was six months ago when my channel started blowing off. Why? Because I keep taking action. Regardless of how I feel, I still post the three videos a week. I haven't missed a single photo, video, podcast, anything that I've said. I haven't missed a single one in the past almost a year, right? Thousands of hours into that. So the reason I still feel motivated is because I've taken action. I've, I've, you see, what you guys need to understand is that taking action is kind of like putting logs onto your, your, your fire of motivation. Every step you take with action, like I said, making your bed at the beginning of this video, it's putting a new log on. Right, but see, most people don't think this way. Most people think, you know, maybe that's taking away a log. No, your emotion, how you feel, motivation, follows what you do. Right? How many times have you guys gone to the gym for a few days and then felt so fucking motivated to keep going? Why do you think that was? Because you already did it. The action was there prior. So many people relate for the feeling to come prior. It very, very rarely works that way. Now you can be inspired right? You can be inspired prior of like, wow, I really, that's a fantastic movie. I'm so inspired to take action on that side hustle, that business inspiration. It can get you going, but motivation in and of itself rarely comes before action. Very rarely, very, very rarely, right? Motivation comes as a result from the product, right? You start seeing results in the gym. Wow. I'm so motivated to keep going because I've already been going right? So take action, bro. Stop watching motivational videos and just do something. (sighs) How do you deal with blooming late in love? Okay, great question. So what does that even mean, right? Again, you're relating that to a standard that's been set in stone by society. That doesn't like, there is no such thing as blooming late really in anything, right? I mean, maybe in like hormones and things like that, because that's been statistically proven as far as like what age that should happen. But as far as certain areas of life, everyone blooms at different times. Like some people don't find love their whole life, right? So in fact, you're early (laughs) because the girl who, who, the question, you look pretty young, right? It's all perspective. So I would say you're fine, right? I would say for me, I quote unquote bloomed late. I didn't get my first real girlfriend until I was 19 years old. A lot of people at that time already had them beforehand, 15, 16, 17, right? So it's perspective. And I would argue that I would argue that the longer you wait, the better and more long lasting it's going to be. Right? Like I said, I hadn't had a girlfriend for a very long time and now I've been with her for almost four years now. Right. So it takes a while. You think of you think of fucking YouTube. I'm not gonna keep going too much on this, but with YouTube, it took me four years to blow up. All my friends starting their YouTube channels, they're growing seemingly faster than I am, achieving more success, and here I am on my fourth fucking year. Still with at a thousand subscribers, right? Same thing, not moving. Shit popped. I'm at 160k now, right? That's not to brag. That's 
again, I've touched on this beforehand, but you're not late. You're not late. You're just developing more. And the more you develop, the higher you go, right? So be thankful for that. Next one. How do you deal with the need of constantly being productive and compare yourself if you're not? So I'm going to say this wasn't very well wordly worded out. How do you deal with the need of constantly being productive and essentially you have guilt if you're not, right? It's a great question, guys. I'm going to finish on a couple more questions here because I'm going to eat fairly soon and we've hit an hour. So you need to think of it in the macro term again. All right, guys, I'm not going to take too long on this question. Essentially, it was, I always want to be productive and when I'm not, I'm guilty, right? I've been there for many years of my life. Um, two things. One, think of it in the macro term, meaning if things take a while. So you're not always going to be beating the horse. Like it takes a while, right? And, then, and half of the equation is allowing it to just happen, right? It's like the gym, right? I mean... If it worked with the logic of the more I'm in the gym, the more I'll grow, then we would all be fucking monster freaks right now. But no, because muscles actually grow through rest, through sleep, deep sleep, right? Stage four REM, rapid eye movement sleep. That's when our body recovers itself on a muscular level, right? Um, A cellular level, I should say. So half of it is rest. So if you can be objective and macro in that standpoint and knowing that there will be times of decay, of breakdown, of rest, relaxation, stagnation and that all comes back to the overall uh, growth, then you're chilling in and of itself, right? I'm not always fucking, you know, sometimes things seems like, seem like they're all popping, yada, yada, and other times they don't, and that's okay because it's all part of the same equation, right? Just different sides of the coin. Um, number two, though, what was the thing? Um, don't get too attached to one side. This is kind of like a stoic question, right? So you're getting too attached to the times when things are going quote-unquote well. Numbers are going up, yada, yada. You need to understand that those numbers are only rising because of the work you put in prior. Those numbers, you see, it's a very backwards way of thinking. A lot of people think those numbers rise like just because they fucking rise. It's like, no, those numbers rose because of the work you put in beforehand. There's no such thing as luck. You, don't, you didn't get lucky, right? Very, 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 very rarely. You understand? You're lean now because of the work you put in months prior, right? The flower blooms because of the work it put in months prior before it even cracked the surface. So don't get too attached when you see the flower. It's all one side of the coin. In fact, I'm actually more attached when I don't see anything. Why? Because I understand it's growing. My roots are growing. They're getting deeper and my flower will come. So that's how you got to think of it. Don't get too attached to one side of the coin. Therefore, you're not going to feel guilty. You shouldn't feel guilty right? On my rest day today, I'm chilling. Was it, is it always easy? No, I, yes, I still want to work, but I'm chilling because I understand it's all one side of the same coin, right? I'll get back to work on Monday, baby. Let me chill. Let me eat sushi. Relax. Hang with the chick. Watch a movie. There's no guilt. It's one side of the coin, right? Um, okay. I'll answer about one or two more guys. All right. I'm having issues with OCD, how do you cultivate your dark thoughts? Well, I wouldn't say cultivates the right answer, but essentially I'm just going to say read the mindfulness workbook for OCD. That will transform your life if you are having OCD. Some of you guys, quite a few of you actually reach out to say, David, like I, I have OCD too. The mindfulness workbook for OCD. Let me drink my tea. All right. And that'll help you tremendously. It, it it breaks down every form of OCD there is. There's like 14 different forms and it breaks them all down and explains exactly how to do it, how to fix it, how it happens. It'll change your life. And it's, it's a cheap book. Get it on Amazon. What would you say to a man who keeps butting heads with the woman in his life? Ex- example, mother and girlfriend. Um, I would actually say that's a more times than not a very good thing. I butt heads. I butted heads with my mother and girlfriend for years, years, many, 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 many years. Why? Because... 
I'm going to give you guys kind of a different answer. Um, femininity tests men, okay? And, and the way it tests men is by seeing how essentially doable they are in uncomfortable situations, right? So what they'll do is they'll keep you comfortable, quote unquote, right? Mothers in particular, right? Don't do that. Don't go out, wear a helmet, be safe, yada, yada. It's instinct, right? Same with a girlfriend. So when you have new aspirations of business and this and this and this, a lot of times they'll turn it down and say like, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. And it's not their fault. That's just, that's just yeah, feminine nature. It wants to keep you comfortable, right? Because that's, that's pretty much its whole role, right? To birth children and keep them comfortable. Because when you're a child, you need to be comfortable. <laughs> you can't go be an entrepreneur when you're a fucking two-year-old, right? You'll get killed. You can't do that yet. So if you're butting heads, then it's probably an indication that you are making moves. You're going out, right? My mother, my mom and I butt heads for years. She was not, I don't know if you guys like, I don't know if you guys think that my mom was four and like I had a supportive family for this shit. My family fucking hated it. They hated it. They hated me and they hated it, right? Maybe hate's a pretty strong word, but uh, damn, that's what it, that's, if you were an outside person, man, that's what it fucking looked like for years. Hate. It's not good, <laughs> right? No support. No, I'll tell you that. I was a fucking hobo in there. I was a fucking bum, a dropout, a fucking loser. And I've heard those exact words many times. But anyways, that's nowhere here or there. Um, so yes, buttheads with people because essentially people just want to keep you safe, right? Because people, you know, that's, that's human nature. They're intimidated. Like kind of think of it like this. Like if you can go out, we're in a tribe and if you can go out and cross this threshold that I've never been before and there could be a bunch of gold and you get it and I don't subconsciously, I'm not going to want you to go because I want us to all be miserable and even this is human nature. So I want you to see that for what it is and kind of look at that as a good thing. Like you're actually making moves, bro. Good. There's initial resistance. I would hope there would be. It's like the gym. When you first start going to the gym, it's not fucking easy. Your body freaks. What happens when you go do your first couple workouts? How do you feel afterwards? Horrible. Your body revolts it. You're sore for like a week, two weeks, right? There's always an initial resistance. Always, 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 right? And you got to get over that hump and you do. And then it gets a lot easier. And now my mom is super supportive. Very like the most supportive person. Like she, there's no discrepancy, right? Girlfriend here and there, but they're, they're a lot better, right? You got to plow through it, man. That's, that's the whole point. Don't listen to them. Um, but appreciate them because they're doing it out of love more than more than likely. Okay. All right, guys. Last couple questions. Um, I have a two-year plan to move into my own house at 28. What should I be aware of? I have no clue because I'm not in a house. I'm not a house owner and I'm not 28. So I wish I could tell you, bro. I live in a condo and I rent it. What you should be aware of, it's temporary in my opinion. Condos are temporary. I don't plan to be here forever and it's a business expense. And I don't mean that as like a write-off. I mean that as in it's just a temporary investment you are using to grow your business, your entire well-being, and then you leave. I'm resting in my home. When I buy a home or I'm in a house, maybe with my wife or my girlfriend or a kid when I'm 28, 30, whenever it is, I'll rest then. But right now, this condo, I do not rest. I, do, I lay my head here, but I do not rest. Don't make that mistake. My day is work here. My life is work here. I've signed up for like a year of torment, <laughs> Right? but it is what it is. I'm building my life. The only way I'm going to get into that house when I'm 28, 28 is if I fucking grind my, grind my ass out now. Be very uncomfortable now. Mark my words. These have been some of the most uncomfortable months of my entire life, this condo. I don't, I don't, I don't talk about it with you guys, but it has. <laughs> it's been an initiation. So if you're renting a condo, if that was your question, you just said house, um, look at it as a temporary investment, grind it out, and then get the fuck out. If it's a home though, it's a legitimate home, then make it your fucking home. Make it your palace, bro. Pimp it the fuck out. Go live in the hills somewhere private and fucking go die. Voice crack.
Okay, that's what I'm doing with my house, right? But that's no here or there. Um, great overall routines, but no focus when there's boring work to do. I've kind of answered this beforehand. Um, macro, think of it more objectively. It's not always fun. It's not always hunky-dory, like happy views, yada, yada. There's stagnation at times, but it's all part of the same coin. Brainwash yourself into believing and understanding that the that the boring times are actually more fun than the exciting times because they are because the boring times are what create your exciting times, right? Excuse me. One of my favorite quotes from Russ was, "I had to grind like what is it? I had to grind in the dark for my life to shine in the light, something like that, right? You can quote me on that, but it, that's what it is. You grind in the dark so you can shine in the light. You only shine in the light because you grind it in the dark. People are like, man, I'm shining in the light and it's so great, you know, I." This just happened. No, it's because no one gave a fuck about you for years in the dark when no one knew your name. And now people care, right? I get so many applauses and every day people are, David, you're my hero. You're this. I love you. This, I don't get attached to fucking any of it because <laughs> for seven fucking years, I got nothing, none, no one, very, 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 very little. And I haven't changed that much, dude. A year ago, nothing. I, hey, I have not changed that much from a year to now, <laughs> right? Don't get attached. It is what it is, right? You reaped it. All right, guys, last couple questions. Any tips for sex? Practice Kegels, 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 right? That allow you to last a lot longer. It's a breathing exercise. Search it up. I've made a video on it actually on my YouTube channel. Do you think Elliot Hulse has turned misogynistic recently? Um, not necessarily. Yes and no, but I'm going to lean more towards the no. I think he's just speaking truth based on, on, um, on certain... No, I think there's a lot of truth to what he's saying. And I think there's a lot of wisdom to what he's saying. I agree with almost everything he's saying as far as we live. He's, he's Here's kind of like the sad part, guys. He's not even being misogynistic. He's just calling out a lot of bullshit. That's the new norm. Our new norm is everyone's a fucking slut. Everyone's a man whore. Everyone fucks just for fucking. And he's saying this is not right. <laughs> he's saying this is never how it was and it's not how it should be. And I agree with him. Because the divorce rate's never been higher, promiscuity's never been higher, abortion's never been higher, cheating's never been higher. Like, it's all, it's not good. This was never, 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 never this bad before. Never. It only started getting bad once um, contraception was involved and social media, <laughs> essentially, right? Porn. It, it gets, the more we fuck around, the worse it gets, right? And this has actually been statistically proven. The more sex a woman has before a certain age, the higher her chance of divorces, right? Because you need to understand a woman is not supposed to sleep with a ton of guys, especially when giving children. This is not productive. It's not productive at all, right? It really isn't. Because then the mother's not even going to like to attach to her child. When a woman has sex, there are certain chemicals, oxytocin being released, which are very attachment cuddle hormones, right? They bond to individuals. Well, guess what? The more people you have it with, the less those bonding chemicals mean. And that's very dangerous because those chemicals are needed. And if they mean shit, well, then why the fuck would you get attached? Why would you even have the kid? Chuck it, throw it out, right? Abort it, right? This is what's happening. This is not me trying to be mean to you. This is what's happening. So don't be man whores because it fucks you up as a man too. You're just a pleasure chasing motherfucker. It does no good for you and it does no good for them. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Find a girl who you can build your life with long-term, like a business plan, all right? Or don't at all. Have no chicks, but don't just fuck around for the sake of it. It does no good. And my next video is going to be on this. I'm going to break it down. All right, guys. So that, um, yeah, that is it, guys.
That is it. I'm just reading the last couple questions. Yeah, that is it. That, that was pretty much the last question. So thank you guys so much for listening to this. I really hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, make sure you post this on your story, guys. If you've made it this far, take a little Instagram clip, screenshot, post it on your story and tag me. I'd love to repost it, give you a quick comment and just, uh, yeah, shoot the shits with you. I'd really appreciate it, guys. And if you guys are on Apple Podcasts, guys, do make sure to give it a five-star rating and write a review. Give me a sentence or two, guys, on how you enjoyed it. I love reading them, and it's so awesome to know that you guys are listening to it wherever you are in the world, all right, guys? So thank you so much. As final plugs, guys, you know what's up. If you'd like to work with me at any of the questions or topics we spoke of in here, more in-depth, there's always one-on-one coaching. We have group coaching, which is the workshop. It's myself and a very select few amount of people. We do it once a month. Or, guys, there's the self-development course, all right, guys, where it speaks everything on fitness, nutrition, intermittent fasting, no fat meditation, cold showers, early rising, increasing masculinity to improve your relationships, to find your passions and turn it into a business online. All right, guys, 100% money back guarantee. If you're not completely satisfied, you guys have loved it and I love helping you. So it's always linked down below if you guys are interested and I'll finish it there. Thank you guys. Have a fantastic day and I will see you all next Sunday. Hope you guys all had a great Valentine's day and uh, yeah, I love and I appreciate all of you guys. So with that much love, peace.